morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning to everyone. It's good to see y'all. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and we will be glad in it. Um, so much to be thankful for today. Uh, we're, we're thankful for another great lesson. We're thankful uh, for God and his uh, uh, preeminence in uh, bringing uh, various forces together for our good. We're just grateful in every way. We're going to continue today in our lesson on obedience, obedience uh, in offerings. Uh, and really, uh, Sister Regina, we're talking about obedience in uh, worship. It's a continuation of last week, uh, Brother Davies. Um, we, um, uh, we've got to get this right. And, and, and I know uh, Leviticus, I told you, shared with you last week, it's a, it's a tough book uh, to read. It's, it's uh, uh, gory for some, uh, but it's so highly instructive. And uh, today we're going to be looking at obedience and offerings from uh, Leviticus chapter 22, verses 17 through 25, and then verses 31 through 30. Three. And let's see what we can get out of this lesson today. And I guess if we have any takeaways, uh, Brother Erskine, it would be uh, give God your best. Give God your very best. Uh, does anybody have any questions before I start? Uh, when we start, it's 10,000 foot uh, view. But simply this morning, I want to, to take away the fact that uh, just do what the Lord say do and uh, humble your heart. Uh, I, uh, I told you uh, last week, I spoke on last week when we talked about obedience and uh, worship, uh, that um, Leviticus was a very bloody book, uh, talking about all the instructions regarding uh, the sacrifice of animals and um, or, uh, another takeaway from that should be that aren't we glad that we don't have to go through that now that there has been one perfect sacrifice uh, it is Jesus the Christ who died on Calvary for all our sins and so we don't have to sacrifice animals again as a substitute or as a sign pointing to what was to come it has already occurred but Leviticus is a book about worship uh, and the giving of instructions about sacrifices and offerings. Uh, offerings have always, were always intended to be part of worship. Uh, so then, uh, Brother Bogan, it, 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 it somewhat pains me, uh, an old fogey uh, like me, uh, one steeped in uh, the church's tradition, that uh, we have uh, become very complacent uh, in our worship, especially when it comes to Sister Gwen, uh, the offering period. It is a period of worship. It's not one to be played or walking or uh, trying to make your social contacts. It should be a solemn period. Uh, we don't have to go through all the sacrifices uh, and, and, and do all of that as described in uh, Leviticus and Exodus, but 
we certainly uh, can heed to the instructions in terms of how it uh, applies today. We do we do not live in a uh, an ag agricultural society now. Uh, you know we don't work the land. We don't raise cattle for as our our substance. We have jobs that we go to. Uh, that is some of us. You know on the days that we're not uh, shooting hooky and playing uh, work from home. You know, but uh, it, it's it's all right. I, I digress so just a little bit, brother David. Just a little bit. You know, I, how do you call that work if you don't leave your house? I I, I, I haven't figured that out yet. I haven't figured that out. But anyway, <laughs> I, I digress. I digress. Um, it, it it it's not all about that. We live in uh, the an economy which in which people go to work, they earn income, and they uh, share that. But the offering is more than just sharing of uh, your tangibles. Uh, God wants you, and um, it, it, if uh, I, I'll say this, and I'll put it out there: if a person uh, won't give you their money. I guarantee you, they won't give them you. I, I, I'll say that again, just 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 in case we have some single uh, uh, men and women in our audience this morning. I, I'll speak to you directly. A person who is not willing to share their tangibles, Steve, they will not be. They will not give you themselves. You know, I see because, you know, in marriage, it says that uh, husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself. Uh, if you've married a stingy rascal, we're going to pray for you. But if you have not yet married one, I'm advising you today, don't, because they will not die for you if they're not willing to share their tangibles with you. Uh, all right. And that, that was just for free. That, that was for free. Uh, but so God. Uh, what's your very best in worship? And so we've had back-to-back -back lessons about how to do this thing called worship. And 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 the, the portion that we're going to deal today, Sister Samuels, if you would, uh, on Mike, we're going to deal with instructions on the offerings. And let's see how that applies to us today. Because in verse 17, uh, we see God speaking to Moses uh, to speak to the priests. And, uh, and, and in verse 22, the first 16 verses there, uh, Brother Bogan, uh, uh, God has given uh, meticulous instructions about the priests. Uh, you know, last week we talked about the priest got to be prepared before he can make a sacrifice. But here he's talking about how the priest shall sacrifice the priest and his entire family, that they got to be right. And so after that, God speaks to Moses and says, Moses, here's what I want you to tell him. Uh, verses 18 and 19, Sister Kathleen, if you would. 18 or 17? No, uh, I want you to start with 18. Uh huh. And ye shall offer with the bread seven lambs without blemish of the first year, and one young bullock, and two rams, they shall be for a burnt offering unto the Lord. With their meal offering and their drink offering, even an offering made by fire, are of sweet savor unto the Lord. Then ye shall sacrifice. Sister Olson, 
Sister uh, Kathleen, yes. could you start with verse 18 for me? Verse 18. And speak, he shall. Speak unto Aaron. Verse chapter 22, verse 18. You know what? I, I know. Don't, don't worry about it. Okay. I know I know you're 17, but that, that's that's the preamble. And, yeah. and 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 I want them shouting before we we we've done some exposition. So start with verse 18 of chapter 22. All right. And it starts out speaking to Aaron. Okay. Speak unto Aaron and to his sons, and upon all the children of Israel, and say unto them, Whatsoever he be of the house of Israel are of the strangers in Israel that will offer his oblation for all his vows and for all his free will offering, which they will offer unto the Lord for a burnt offering. 18, 19. Ye shall offer at your own will a male without blemish of the beeves of the sheep or of the goats. Right. Here we see the requirements, God's requirements in regards to the offering. And here's what he says. He says, now you tell the priests, Aaron, uh, that this is how they are going to do it in my house. This is what is acceptable in my house. And he says, not only the children of Israel, but any, we'll say strangers, foreigners, whatever the postmodern want to call them, alien, whatever. Someone who was not born of, the, uh, 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 of Israel, but has now accepted uh, Israel's God. These instructions are for everybody. Somebody ought to say everybody. Everybody. So it's, it, it's not just for uh, 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 Sister Pillow. It's not for Robert and Harriet. You know, it's not for Dorothy Taylor. It's not for just for Patricia Johnson or uh, 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 Beverly Johnson. It's for all of us, these instructions. And God says that when you're in worship, this is what is an acceptable offering this sacrificial offering, this is a, an acceptable offering. He's setting up the requirements. He's saying these are the requirements. And, 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 and they're just not uh, some instructions that you would say, oh, okay. No, these are our command. It says, and God spake. And he will go on later to tell you, this is a commandment. This is what I want you to do. You know, I looked at that, uh, Sister Kathleen, and in the latter clause of uh, verse 18, which is really what I, uh, I, I definitely, I could not let you skip uh, uh, verse 18 because it has my favorite phrase. It has my preparatory phrase uh, there, Sister Regina. It says, uh, they will offer unto the Lord for a burnt offering. And, and see, a lot of folk, uh, Sister Pillow, they don't, they don't like that term burnt offering because uh, it implies that... Uh, Y'all can't cook, you know, that you burn up everything. But yeah, I just had to get that in there, Steve. You know, I, I, I just wanted to. But he says, this is it. This was the system then, a burnt offering in which uh, uh, cattle and oxen and lamb and they were 
being burnt, consumed by fire. Another indication of purification. This is what God ordered. He says, the priest got to be holy. The place got to be holy. And your offerings got to be holy. That's what God is saying. It's got to be set apart. It's got to be sanctified. It's got to mean something to you. You just don't push a button or write a name on an envelope and throw it in the basket. Offering is an act of worship. And God says that he's that 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 the offerings that you bring are to be satisfactory to him, and that he is the one that sets the requirements for the offering. You don't decide what the offering is. God says what the offering will be. Ah, then if you look at verse 19, he says, you shall offer at your own will a male without blemish. What we're going to see today is that God makes a general statement talking about examples of offerings, but we will see during the discourse this morning that there were basically three offerings. And you know, yeah, y'all grew up. Y'all grew up in church. You remember how they used to have all those offerings? I know, Brother Bogan, church I grew up with, we had at least four offerings. That was before the sermon. Then, then we were subject, depending on what we collected after the trustees or the stewards had counted the money, trustees. We, we were subject to have another offering or maybe even another one, Brother Fred, after that. You know, but but here God, God said he didn't call for all of that. You know, bring your offering and whatever you bring, make it your best. Make it your best. He said, don't bring something that is not perfect. Your offering has got to be perfect. You, you know how it is, like, even when we were gathered together, Brother Davies, and they were passing the bucket, and, you know, uh, people, uh, they always get caught up in the spirit right before the offering. That way that the offering plate can pass and they don't have to get it in. Hey, hey, <laughs> if you're in the spirit, the spirit means that uh, uh, you should go in your pocket also. I remember, and some of you don't know him, the late uh, Reverend uh, Elroy Henry, uh, Steve, he was preaching uh, one Sunday and he was sharing how, you know, how, he would carefully count his money out before Sunday and he put the, the offering money in one pocket and put the, his money in the other pocket. Now, now you, you hear that, don't you? He, he put the offering money in one pocket. He put his money in the other pocket. And he says he got caught up right as the offering plate was going by and he reached in the wrong pocket and he put <laughs> His money. <laughs> so all he had left, he had given away the 90%, and all he had left was the 10%. Mm. But Reverend Henry says, you know what? I didn't see a hungry day. I'd given the Lord 90% of everything I had that week, and I lived off the 10%. But, but you know, God says there's an order to this thing. You don't have to get caught up about it. You just follow the instructions. And we're going to see that as we 
go through here. Uh, so we we looked at this is what the requirements was, and they're, they're really examples, and and we'll get uh, to more specificity uh, in the coming uh, few verses. Uh, verses twenty uh, and twenty one, uh, Sister Kathleen. But whatsoever hath a blemish, as shall ye not offer, for it shall not be acceptable acceptable for you. Stop, stop, stop right there, right there. Did, did y'all see that? It says, you shall offer at your own will. That, 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 that's where we get the free will offering. See, that, there's a required offering, and then you ought to give God something of your own volition. People, you know, they, they, they cry and they moan about the tithe. And then, and then and, and, and I'm going to pay my tithes and that's it. But what about you just giving to the Lord for how good he's been to you? We'll, 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 we'll talk about that. But I, I wanted to point that out. It says that, and, and that offering, and that offering shall be acceptable for you. In other words, God says, you're not going to pawn off on him what you don't want. It, it's got to be acceptable. And he says, I'll tell you what acceptability is. So it's Kathleen, verse 21. And whosoever offered a sacrifice of peace offering unto the Lord to accomplish his, his will, are a free will offering in leaves or sheaves. Mm -hmm. It shall be perfect to be accepted. There shall be no blemish therein. I don't know if y'all get it. God says, I want your very best. Don't, don't, don't go and spend all your money, resurrection, on things of this world and then give God leftovers. God wants the very best. And, and he uses such strong language here. He says, it's got to be perfect. If you're going to give a peace offering, you're going to give a fellowship offering, you're going to give a goodwill offering, it's got to be perfect. It, 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 it ain't like uh, 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 I pay my tithes and now, you know, uh, uh, there's an offering. Oh, uh, well, here's a, here's a George Washington. Let me put this Benjamin back in my pocket here. Hmm. God says, for that to be acceptable, you, even your free will offering, even your offering that you just give, it, for it to be acceptable, it's got to be without blemish. There can't be any strings attached. Hmm. That's interesting. That's really interesting. Does so, Kathleen take us to verse 22? Blind or broken or maimed, or having a wind or scurvy or scab, we shall not offer these unto the Lord, nor make an offering by fire of them upon the altar upon the Lord. Stuff you don't even want. You know, you found a penny walking in the church 
and you decided, oh, well, oh, that's a blessing. So I just, instead of the normal $100 I put in uh, this week, I'll put in a penny because that, that penny is going to bring me good luck. That's a blessing. You're crazy. God says, you didn't want that penny. You really didn't want that penny, especially with COVID going around. You want to be picking up. You know where that penny been. Y'all, y'all walk past money now. I'm still picking it up. They got gloves. Pick it up. That's right. Not treasure. Because that will be your treasure. And if that's your treasure, you give it to God. Give him your very best. Give him that which you treasure. Give him what you treasure. You said, but Brussany, we don't, we, we, we're not living in a Agarian uh, uh, society now and she, without blemish and stuff, uh, it, it points to us as how you make your money too. Uh-oh, look at him, Sister Pillow. Look at him run. Look, look at him go in the dark. Steve, stop it, please. Take, y'all turn y'all cameras back on. Let me see y'all. Yeah. You know, you think you can go out here and live any kind of life and then bribe God with the money that you bought, that you made. You can go out here, steal, cheat, lie. You, you didn't earn that money, honestly. Stole from the government. Yeah, that's right. I said it. God says, even your free will offering, even that which you give out of your volition, your heart, it's got to be without blemish. And it, you know what? In the verse, he said, it's got to be perfect. It's got to be perfect. Because what else would a God like our God deserve? Some, somebody tell me, how, how are you going to pay God on? God, wait a minute. God done paid all your bills. God got you the job that you got. You Oh, you think you got it on your own. You think, oh, I know, I know, Regina. You know, you large in charge, you know, you know, high intellect, you know, you got it going on, you know. You think you think God didn't put you there? You think you're the only person in the world that can do that uh, job, David? Do you think, Vanessa, do you think God has blessed you uh, these 37 years with a, a, a knight like Harry from South Carolina, gentleman, uh, 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 extraordinaire husband, wife, husband, son, that's caring family man. You, you think that God didn't give you that? Matter of fact, when, when you go to church, matter of fact, it should be a warning. Please leave your purses and wallets in the car if you don't want to give all your money away. Because when you enter the house of worship, God has just been too good to us. Mm. I knew it. My wife, uh, on the way back from California, she says, what do you have for him today? You've had plenty of time to prepare for this lesson all week long. No disturbances from me. What would you tell him? I says, I told her what I was going to tell him. She says, I don't think you're going to get too many amens then. She was right again. She was right again. I tell you, she, she's always right, Steve. But that's, hey, God wants our very best. I want your leftovers. Oh, I can't afford to tithe. 
you can't afford not to tithe. <laughs> oh, baby. You can't afford not to tithe. Let, let, let me in on a secret. Offerings have not built churches. Offerings have not saved lives. It is the tithe. It is the principle of the tithe. That's done all of that. Because the tithe is a teacher and a, it, the tithe teaches you how to offer. Huh? Okay. All right. So don't blame, he says, the blind, maimed stuff that you really don't want. You know, don't go in there, uh, get them suits that you don't wore for 25 years, you know, got, got, uh, got cleaner uh, 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 marks all over them. Uh, 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 it, they, they can't be maintained no more. Don't, don't, don't give, don't give that. God says, give your very best. Always be willing to give your best. And it doesn't talk to quantity. It talks to your volitional will. Does not talk about how much. Where's your heart when you give? Verse 23. Either a bullock or a lamb that hath anything superfluous or lacking in his parts, that mayest thou offer for a free will offering, but for a vow it shall not be accepted. You go out and you can have an offering. And it's not acceptable. And God says, you don't determine what's acceptable. God does. And see, what's acceptable for Regina may not be acceptable for Dorothy. God makes that determination. He says, Whenever you, and he's specifically talking about the free will offering here. Whenever you give the free will offering, don't give it grudgingly. And, and if and, 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 and any pastor, any deacon, any trustee that got to give up and beg you to give a free will offering, that is not, and they call it a free will offering, that is not a free will offering. Free will offering is something you do. It's of your will. It's not because you've been compelled. It's not being because you've been uh, even convicted or convinced. It's in your will. It's in your very nature to give. And 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 you know how some you know especially you couples you folk have been married more than two days you know how couples get in a little spats about a little bit of money and that sort of thing you know and 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 the wife might say something like uh, you know well if you don't want to give it to me. Uh, 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 with a with a with a pure conscience, I don't want it. Uh, you know, you know. She's saying if it's not in your will, it is not volitional. If you don't care more about my well-being than your well-being, if you're not thinking about me when you give this, just keep it. That's what God is saying. Don't, don't bring me what you don't want. 
Don't don't bring me what I got to beat out of you. And, and that's a proverbial beat, you know, with, with the mouth, you know, <laughs> because normally that's how wives do it. They, they beat you down, you know. That, that's what husbands do. They beat you down because it goes both ways. If I got to beg you for something, that should be given willingly. And if human beings think that way, how do you think God feels? Who's giving you everything? And now you're trying to count chump change on him. He didn't give you your treasures of life, your very livelihood. Matter of fact, if God hadn't given you a livelihood, you'd still be in the hood. And you're going to, you know, cop on some, I got to put this little bit aside. Oh, well, you can have this, you know, because I wasn't going to use this anyway. That should not be. That should not be in your thought process. This is Kathleen, verse 24. Ye shall not offer unto the Lord that which is bruised, or crushed, or broken, or cut, neither shall ye make any offering thereof in your land. Let me uh, this here, this instruction is so specific. I mean, it's not an application uh, to be there because the overall arching uh, application is that give God your best. But for specificity here, for the Agarians of that day, God was saying that uh, he knew their hearts and knew, he knew that there would be some people. Now, I, I'm not calling it, but I, I think it would be like the James boys, you know, Davis and, and Bogan. You know, they would say, hey, you know, well, we got some lamb here, but, you know, it's a little bruised, a little cut. You know, we, we'll slip this one in and, and keep the very best. God says, absolutely not. So you James boys are bank robbers. Y'all are withholding the very best and sending that which is sick. And here's the thing. this uh, If you go back and read the context of this uh, particular chapter, God is showing that it, it's a chapter on uh, uh, not only worship, but diet also. And so that which was to be consumed had to be good and perfect so that your body would not suffer any ill effects. You, you couldn't kill uh, 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 any animal. It had to be a specific one. And you couldn't uh, have an animal that was the right animal, but it had some defect. I mean, very uh, specific. And as a matter of fact, uh, it's not printed in our text today. Uh, uh, one of the instructions was that uh, you couldn't even sacrifice a lamb that was too young. It had to be at least seven. It had to be over seven days old. And that you could not kill that mother while she had a suckling lamb. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Our God is a God of order. And he says, if you're going to do worship right, you got to do it right in every area of worship. Yeah, the priests are sanctified and, and set aside. Yeah, the place is sanctified and consecrated. But yeah, your offering 
needs to be sanctified also. What we give God just can't be anything. You can't have any type of job and then offer it in church. As a matter of fact, the offering, the, the worship period was not even for people who didn't know God. Oh, go back and read the book. The only so-called foreigners permitted, Brother Bogan, were those who had accepted God as the God of Israel. So this thing of the church going, uh, 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 having uh, people who don't know God, who don't believe God, to come in and give an offering, they can't do that because offering is worship. They don't, they don't trust your God. They don't believe in your God. They don't accept your God. Whew. My wife was right. It was right again. All right, 25. Neither from the stranger's hand shall ye offer the bread of your God of any of these because their corruption is in them and blemishes be in them, they shall not be accepted for you. Beverly Johnson, I love that you have your picture up there smiling as that verse was read. And the reason why is because the, the type of smile, it just captures. It, it has like one of those aha moments that we talk about in basic doctrine. Because in verse 25 that Sister Kathleen just read, what she did is that the first I stated before she read the verse. So that when you did not say amen, when I stated it, you'd have to say amen after she read See, because when I stated it, you would say, oh, he's giving his opinion. That, that's what they did, James. That, that's what they did, Bogan. Uh, uh, Davis, didn't they do that? You you, you see the monitor. They, they thought, oh, yeah, that's just his opinion. So, so then I had Sister Kathleen read it to you so that you could hear it from yourself, from the very mouth of God, because this is God speaking. He says here, don't let people who don't know me give into the house of bread because it's an act of worship that's why their motives for giving are different than yours they're trying to be good they're trying to do good but trying to be and trying to do is not good. So he says, no. That, that's one of the you know things, overarching themes that, that I've had for years, even in our purpose uh, 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 driven model. You know, one of the things we say is that, that the intended target is the crowd for worship, you know, and our magnification. Sister Gwen, you know, y'all know magnification. You know, the target is the crowd. But the focus is exaltation of God. The crowd who does not know God, how will God be exalted? I, I, I've always uh, fought with that dilemma. And it's because of scriptures like this and, and others. See, see, we gather on Sunday morning for worship. 
we leave Monday through Saturday for ministry and service. But it's us gathering. It says, forsake not the assembly of yourselves. That, 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 that those that offer in worship that know the Lord, their motives are different than those that are there who do not know the Lord. That's all that saying. And there's no poor door. Don't let people in on something. That, 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 that was never the intent. That's why all preaching from the pulpit, all teaching from family church school, all discipleship encounter, they should be about discipleship. They should have an evangelistic thrust because you never know who's in the audience. Always. That's just me. Okay. So you got it? It says, I want you to see the last verse. It says, they shall not be accepted. And then in the previous verse, he says, because corruption is in them and the blemishes be in them. In other words, you're corrupting uh, 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 worship by begging folk who don't know God to give an offering. You are corrupting uh, worship when you beg folk who say they know God and you keep on begging for them to offer because that's not a free will offering. That is not a free will offering. That's arm twisting. You know, Steve, I had a few years ago, I had a supervisor. And you know what? I don't have time to tell the story because it's, it's time for us to go to church. So, Sister Kathleen, yes. let's, let us read verses 31, 32, and 33. Ooh, I ran out of time this morning. Therefore shall ye keep my commandments and do them. I am the Lord. All right, right there. I, I still got to stop you. He says, therefore, do what I just told you to do. Dorothy Pillow, Nikita Williams, Robert Taylor, Patricia J, and Beverly J. Do what I just told you because I am the Lord. Oh, Sister Gwen, they didn't get it. God says, do it my way because I am who I am. I know what I'm doing. And what I'm telling you is for your benefit. And if you don't trust what I'm saying, would you just trust that I am the Lord? And if you trust that I am the Lord, you got to trust what I'm saying. So, Scatling, verse 32. Neither shall you profane my holy name, but I will be hallowed among the children of Israel. I am the Lord which hallowed you. Wait a minute. He says, wait a minute. When you come in acting all funky with your offerings, you profane my name. And he says, I haven't done that to you. I've loved you as a child of God. I've upheld your name. And he says, whenever you uh, stray anywhere in worship out of the instructions, the guidelines that I have provided, Sister Pillar, hear me. You have profaned my name. 
So people don't don't just blow it off that people don't just get up and 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 joke in the pulpit that people aren't giving that they're not doing da 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 da. No no no. You got to call it what it is. These people are not worshiping God. Lord, hear O Israel, the Lord God is one. Lord God shall be worshipped in spirit and in truth. You know what that means? Let, let's look at spirit. We know that. In other words, it takes the invoking of the Holy Spirit in order for you to even worship. And it, so, uh, and the truth is that whatever God says is the way that it should be done. And so if you're not worshiping him, him in spirit and truth, it simply means that, hey, you're just going through, you're being performative. Going through the motions. Told you last week, in the place, the priest, and he says, now, in your offerings, you got to be obedient because I am the Lord. I set the requirements. I determine whether or not those requirements are relevant. And what he's doing in 31 through 33 here is he's showing us uh, uh, the principles behind it. I am the Lord. Verse, finally, verse 33. I brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord. You said, Brother Snead, why did you isolate 33 from the rest of the verses in showing the principles? Here's why I did it, Steve. Because this is the verse that you now can put your name to. Because you once were in Egypt. Oh, yes, you were in Egypt. You, you were sinking deep in sin, far from a peaceful shore. You know, you, you, some of you were involved in lifestyles that you never thought you would be redeemed from. Some, some, some of you practiced, said some things, dropped it like it was hot, high, held a high elevator, snorted the white lie, did all that kind of stuff, and God brought you out of it. And every time you want to be, oh, yes, I said it, funky with your money, you know, strange with your chains. God reminds each and every one of us, I'm the one that brought you to where you are right now. If it wasn't for me, oh, where would you be? I tell you what, all I asked you to do, this is God speaking, do it like I said, do it. Do it willingly. Do it cheerfully. Give God the glory. Don't ever diminish his name by doing less in worship, whether that be in the physical building, in his holy presence, or in offering. That's my time.